Good morning, my friends. So this, this day I was thinking about something I've learned just time and again from studying the masters versus the masses, right? The masters in business. And um, like this works certainly in the energy industry, but it doesn't really matter. It's industry agnostic, as they say. Like it's a true fundamental principle of success. And by the way, it doesn't, it doesn't just apply to business owners um, because in fact, I'll, I'll broaden the definition of what I'm about to talk about because the energy hacker tribe is more than just business owners in the energy industry, but rather every uh, professional in the energy industry. And so this applies to the individual uh, just as much, if not more so, than it applies to an organization. And, and it's this, that success is preceded by the right mindset. And that might sound fundamental, uh, like too basic, but it's true. Let me repeat that. Success is preceded by the right mindset. And like, well, I'm going to talk about some of the thoughts that I've been having lately and the things I've been learning and some case studies and examples. Okay. Um, let me just say that, like if you, let, let me just take the stance of like a, just to become a business owner, for example. To be a business owner is literally just a mindset. That is the only difference between owning a business and not. That's it, right? The moment you've decided in your mind that I'm gonna be a business owner, you are one. <laughs> and just just bear with me here. Humor me for a second, all right? Like, there, because I know it sounds just like ethereal or something, but it, it's legitimately true. Like, the moment you have committed in your mind, I'm going to start a business and it's going to be, you know, selling some widgets or providing some kind of service, you, you are one. You, you haven't become a profitable business owner yet. You haven't generated revenue yet, right? You haven't created any jobs yet, or you haven't created wealth yet, but you are a business owner, right? You just own a business that is pre-profits. So you say, okay, I get it, Stephen. That's, that's kind of funny, funny definition, but it's totally true. Like the moment I, I can think back in time to when I was an engineer working for an energy company, in the moment I decided I was going to start my own business. I was, you know, in that moment, I had become a business owner. Now, I was still an employee to someone else at the same time, uh, and I still had to do a lot of things to define, like, well, what's what exactly is the service I'm offering, and and you know, I had a lot of work ahead of me. Like, granted, I still have a lot of work ahead of me <laughs> to grow this business into what I want it to be, and to make the profits and the revenues where I want them to be, like hands down, that's absolutely true. And if you're doing business right, I think that's always gonna be true, right? You're always, you know, once you attain some goal, a level of excellence, um, in order to prevent life from like being boring or meaningless, you're gonna, you're gonna seek the next thing to improve on. And so that, that never goes away, right? Like sometimes there's an error in our mind like, well, I'll consider myself a businessman when I, 
when I dot, 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 followed by whatever fallacy you have in your mind, right? <laughs> what is it? You think you're a businessman the day you make your first dollar? You think you're a businessman the, the, the day that you make your first million dollars? Hundred thousand dollars? You know what is it? Like those are those are like milestones and great goals, but it's not what makes you a businessman. And by the way, I, obviously when I say businessman, I'm assuming you know men and women, right? And and I've I used to distinguish by saying, you know, I'm a businessman and you're a businesswoman, and I discovered that people actually don't like it when I make that distinct distinction. So I, I don't know what camp you're in, but I'm going to say businessman, and it's going to apply to men and women because I, I think that businessman is a profession. It doesn't really, you know, it's the same thing. If you ever meet a, a woman fireman, by the way, they do not want to be called a firewoman. <laughs> and I made that mistake too. So uh, I'm going to say businessman, and it means men or, man or woman. Uh, and, and I have a tremendous respect and have learned from a lot of businesswomen. And, and so I, anyway, I, this is a little tangent, but I just basically mean there are, there are men and women who are amazing leaders, amazing businessmen, millionaires, billionaires who I looked up to. So um, what, what I was saying is, like those are great milestones, but what makes you a businessman is a mindset, a decision that you, you take ownership of this idea and you have a moral obligation now to bring that idea into fruition. Right? It has nothing to do with your ability to bring it into, like, into the marketplace. It doesn't have anything to do with your ability to be a leader, but it's a commitment to become the leader you need to be. Right? You see this, the, the distinction there? It's the commitment. The moment you have that commitment, you're a businessman. Now the same thing applies in your career if you have no interest in being a businessman. Uh, if you just want to have a fulfilling and meaningful career as an employee in the energy industry, or whatever industry you're in, by the way, but uh, we're talking you know, to the energy hackers here, <laughs> so we, we have an affinity for the energy industry. So the moment you make a decision to be excellent in your craft, that choice that you have made now makes you, uh, you know, uh, on the trajectory of high achievement. You might be starting, you might be you know, like starting early in your career, right? Maybe wherever you're at, um, and you don't have a lot of years of experience. You don't have a lot of gray hair like other people, and so you don't feel like um, you've got a lot of skills, right? But but here's the th the distinction, right? The moment you've made a sincere commitment, your feeling starts to change. And so m this is what I'm getting at is a mindset is the difference. Your belief about yourself and where you're going, your belief about the people around you, the belief about the world around you, that determines where you go, right? It's not the other way around. Like you're the, as long as you remain a slave to outside circumstances, or like other ways to say this is, you know, to have a victim mentality. You're like, oh, I would have been promoted if not for so and so, or I, I would have been, you know, promoted 
if Corona hadn't happened or the election had, or I, w I, I would have been able to start my dream company if you know the market was different, or I, all whatever excuse, right? Like all these are excuses, and they represent a mindset that is flawed. And so the shift is completely in your control. You, you control your mindset. Does not matter what horrible things have happened to you. <laughs> it does not matter. I mean, it just you can read a book like A Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl is a great example of this. Here's a man who was written by a man who was in you know, the concentration camps during the Holocaust and World War II and yet found meaning and fulfillment and purpose through that and that was his choice and his decision. I can come up with tons of examples of this, by the way, and I will. I'll, I'll share some more case studies here. right? But again, I shared this in the former episodes. The, these podcasts are not you know, me kind of musing on uh, dumb philosophies. Right? These are things that I'm experimenting with actively in my own life, in my own business. Every experiment that I take is with my own money. Right? I'm not relying on venture capital or a loan or a trust fund from some you know, wealthy family member to support me while I philosophize on things. No, this is every, every belief that I am studying and choosing to hold on to is something that I am hoping has a positive impact on my ability to add value to the energy industry, add value to this community, and and you know serve greater. And it goes hand in hand. If I'm if I increase my ability to do all those things, then I I want to increase my wealth. Um, and so again, I'm just reiterating the fact that as I'm going to move forward and talk about mindset, you might be tempted to be like, okay, this is a little far out. Look crazy. It looks like I'm, I've stumbled into a philosophy podcast. This isn't. This isn't that. <laughs> this is. This is a, you know tried and true principles that are tested in business and in life, and uh, I'm sharing from my personal experience in real time and supporting it by science and case studies. So let's jump in. So think for a second on the question. If you have to close your eyes to get in the right you know headspace to do this, that's fine. But just clear your mind and try to answer the question, what would you be doing right now if you knew it were impossible to fail? What would you be doing if you knew it were impossible to fail? Ponder that for a minute. Let that work in your mind. My guess is that what you see is you're pondering yourself doing something where it was totally impossible for you to fail at would not be what you're doing right now. And that's because we, we through life experience, whether it's your parents telling you this or coaches and teachers and people kind of feeding you this is that you need to play it safe. What if you fail? And you go with plan B. You need to you know, do X, Y, Z. And so like over time, you've kind of built a subconscious belief. Maybe it's even a conscious belief that, ooh, there's a, there's a high likelihood I'm going to fail. And so I'm going to play it safe here. And so you spend a lot of your energy trying to just hedge, hedge against the, fail the pending failure that will come. 
But if you knew it were impossible to fail, my guess is that you, you would approach conversations differently, you'd approach your relationships differently, you'd approach your job differently, you'd approach what you, you know, like what you choose to add to the world. And, and if that's the case, right, like if, if today you just said, you know what, I, I believe it's impossible for me to fail at this and I'm going to do it. If you were to make that choice, a beautiful thing happens. And that's the world around you kind of rearranges to help you make that possible. That sounds goofy. I get it. I get it. But like, look, when I was trying to start my own company, at first it was a side hustle. You know, I was like talking to people about, um, I had to be careful because I really didn't want to um, do anything that would like hurt my current employer because I care about them. I care about the people I worked with. Um, but I, I knew I wanted to start my own company as an engineering firm providing services, and so it didn't really compete. I was working for an operating company, and so it, well, you know, it's not like I was working for another engineering firm. I was working for a company, and they owned you know, some oil and gas wells, and they had midstream infrastructure tied to that, and I was an engineer supporting those operations. So I, I started you know, seeking out you know, people who might be interested in an engineering firm in other markets so that I wasn't like... Um, like this, the company I was working for at the time was all their assets were in Oklahoma. And so I was like, all right, well, uh, in order to just do right by my employer, I'm going to you know, look in people who need engineering services outside of Oklahoma so I don't feel like it's a conflict of interest or anything. So anyway, I was careful about all that. But all the while, like anytime like things got a little harder and convenient, because I was moonlighting, right? I, I had my normal day job. I was doing... I was working the normal time during the day, and then I'd be like, all right, somehow I have to find people who are still working after five, because <laughs> that's when I, I'm free now, I can talk to people, uh, or on weekends. And that's a pretty small pool of individuals. So I had to, you know, like one option was to, you know, in Oklahoma, I'm in the central time zone, and so I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll talk to people who are in, you know, the mountain standard time, or uh, Pacific Standard Time, because when it's five o'clock in Oklahoma and I'm off work, you know, it's I still have two hours in the Pacific Time Zone. I still have an hour in, in like the in the Mountain Time Zone. So I'd I'd like get off work and I'd you know call everyone I knew in Colorado and Utah and in New Mexico and um, and anyone in in kind of the Mountain Time Zone. And then once I had exhausted all those people, I would turn to the Pacific, you know, people in Bakersfield and and other places in, in that time zone so um, but it was hard and as long as it was like tough anytime things got hard or inconvenient or I got scared because I'm like I'm, I'm like I've never run a company before it was easy for me to just like let things go because I could fall back on my day job I was like well I'm still ah like I not this week <laughs> and, and I just go back to work and I get I do my good work and then I collect my paycheck type of thing but at some point when, when I said, this isn't really working, and I, I drew a line in the sand, I flipped the switch and realized I need to approach this as if it's impossible to fail. So uh, when I quit my job, like just an incredible thing happened. Like the moment I quit my job, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm in this. I, uh, 
I'm jumping in with both feet. Um, some of the conversations I had been having with these people outside of Oklahoma all of a sudden changed. They became more, more serious and more committed and it ultimately led to business for my new firm. And I attribute that to all my like micro expressions with that person changed when I decided that I was going to do this and committed by doing it full time and, and not kind of moonlighting. And then like it forced me to be in a situation where I had to believe I would succeed because I couldn't believe that I would let my family starve, right? I have four kids and a mortgage, all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, yeah, it's not that I'm naive, right? It's not that I don't acknowledge that that's a, like, that happens to people, but it's, I, I still approach it saying like, I am not gonna let that happen. Like I'm not gonna let my family starve and I'm not gonna flush my career down the toilet. And so I'm gonna approach this as if it's impossible to fail. And when it does, just everything kind of works out. So, and I, I make it sound easier than it is. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a challenge. It is, but, but it's a choice to have that mindset. So, like some other examples of this, you, you might, like, remember the movie, it's kind of, a, it's a comic movie, it's called I Feel Pretty. <laughs> it came out in 2018. And it's about, uh, you know, Amy Schumer is the actress and she plays Renee Bennett. Um, and, and Renee is, has low self-esteem. In the movie, she just doesn't, she feels like she's overweight and kind of frumpy and, and she has no confidence. And as a result, her life's kind of meh. And then something happens where she like falls and hits her head and for a time like just believes it just changes what she sees when she looks in the mirror she just believes that she's really pretty and very attractive and so she's like elated like ah oh, i'm beautiful <laughs> and and she and because of that now every relationship she approaches differently like she you know that the promotion she's always wanted but has never been confident to ask for she like marches up to you know the person offering the job and applies for it like totally expecting to get it because she's gorgeous and pretty in her head and um, as a result that confidence lands for the job and then she's like standing in line it you know at the DMV and this guy everyone has these numbers that they're waiting um, to be called and this guy asks her what her number is and, and he is totally just asking like what position in line she is but because she like assumes oh I'm a gorgeous person and he's asking for my phone number <laughs> you know, she like she's like oh I see where this is going and you know and and like they swap numbers and they go on their first date and she's like totally confident anyway it leads to like this beautiful relationship they have like uh, you know just an awesome awesome time together and again it spills into every single relationship in her life and it it has everything to do with her mindset it's a comic movie but we can all relate to that like just just imagine maybe some of you can relate to this like um maybe like there's that girl that you were you were just just totally had a crush on but were totally nervous to ask and then finally in a moment of craziness we're just like that's it, I'm calling her up, that's it, I'm going across the room and I'm talking to her. And you're just like, 
in a split second, you're like, I can't fail at this. <laughs> like, I'm the man. And you walk up and you talk to them and now that person's your wife. <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying? And like that happens to women too. I think statistically it happens more to the, the timid male who's nervous of rejection and like overcomes that in like a split second of insanity and boldness makes a move and now has totally changed the trajectory of your life. Like, yeah, okay, there's also a, a movie in, like in 1936 called um, Bunker Bean and it's this clerk who has no self-confidence but he has a huge crush on the boss's daughter and he, he doesn't really have a great relationship with his boss so he goes to a person like a what do you call him like a oh a mystic I mean like a, a fortune teller and he pays her and she she looks into a crystal ball and is like yes you're the reincarnation of someone like Napoleon or um, Pharaoh of Egypt and because he believes her he's like well, I'm important you know and he totally changes his mindset and he marches up to his boss and he tells him off and and then the end result of that is his boss has this like newfound respect for him like oh wow I better respect this guy and they become like business partners you know and he becomes this successful businessman and then of course now he's like his mindset is he's acting like the man and so he's attracting the the girl of his dreams and so at some point he realizes that the mystic was kind of like pulling his leg and fake but he he loved the benefit so much of his mindset that he he, he realizes that that's all it was it's just changing his belief about himself and about the world around him by the way in the movie i feel pretty if you haven't seen it at some point she also realizes that um that yeah, she looks in the, I can't remember what happens, but like it changes her mindset back, right? And she's like, oh no, I'm, I'm not pretty. And there's like a brief moment where she's doubting herself again, only to discover from her boyfriend and her boss and her friends that they all saw her the exact same. It was her mindset that changed. And when that happened, she was just able to, you know, believe she's pretty again. And, and maintain the same level of confidence and success. So um, anyway, like I can't, I can't get away from this. No matter how hard I try, the more I study and do case studies, again, this is the same with business and this is the same with people with a successful career. If you find the most successful person in your field and you, you convince them to sit down with you and meet with you, and if, if you can't do that because you're too far removed, then odds are because of their success they've written a book buy their book and read it there's a common theme with all of them and that is they have a mindset that they can do this they're crazy enough to believe that they can change the world and so they do starting with their own world they change their own world my point is that you can too and that's part of what it means to be an energy hacker and that's part of what this tribe is all about is that we're here to strengthen each other to realize that like times are going to be good and bad with commodity price and there's going to be shifting things and your own personal life is going to have tragedy right? you'll go through like changing your relationship you'll lose a loved one like things are going to happen life happens but you're in control of your mindset and your belief about yourself and belief about the world around you and here in this tribe we're here to strengthen that belief 
We're here to show you and give you examples of what it looks like to have the right mindset. And ultimately, you know, if we, if we do this well as a, as a tribe, we'll help us and all others around us be successful. So I'm glad you're here. I can't get, like, again, I can't say this enough. The more I look at high performers, high achievers, like mindset is a fundamental key to their success. So before you get tempted to be like, ah, this is ethereal and goofy and far out and just, you know, dumb philosophy, there's something to this. And every, it, it pops up in every case, every single case. I have not found a single person who's uber successful who doesn't have the right mindset. And I challenge you to find one for me. <laughs> if you do, let me know. And odds are I'm going to point out how they're not successful. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for joining. Thanks for tuning in. Have an awesome day.